we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years and 13 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm fine, actually. I've got a smile on my face. I'm still tickled from a few things we've just been talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's the, pre the prep conversation uh, that got you all fired up. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good to smile. It's good to laugh. Trouble is we don't do enough of that on it. Actually, I was told today that by someone that went you sure you haven't got a problem you laugh at some of the darkest things you know and i went yeah well you know it's it is dark and it's that ridiculous that yeah it is quite amusing some of it because it is well off the rails and it's a coping mechanism but it's mainly because you've got to get inside their heads to understand them then you find it so ridiculous it's just wow you know but it's brit humor anyway Sort of a, by American standards, excuse me. I check in my American privilege. What are you by American say standards, it's, it's toilet kind of... humor compared to no, American no. standards. No, 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 no. Because I honestly, I can't laugh at the American humor these days. Uh, but I've I've always found it sort of a um, by American standards, it's almost like a dry humor. But but I understand it. You know, I've always I've always found that it was um, a humor that I could actually you know it could Relate entertain to. me. Well, it could kind of relate. I can kind of relate to it because I guess I have a very serious attitude about things most of the time. But yeah, it's uh, nice to see your face crack every now and then, Johnny. I must that admit, is true. I do appreciate yeah. that. I was in a very bad mood when we first jumped in here tonight. I was I was in a very bad mood, but uh, you kind of cheered me up a little bit. So uh, I suppose we'll just roll with it before I go back into my slump of being in a bad mood. That company shouldn't have done that, but they did. And well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the way it is, I guess. Better luck next time for me, I suppose. Bruce, how are you today? Well, I'm healthy and alive. Um, trying to stay warm, actually. Um, a bit chilly here uh, and humid, but um, that's only because I turned the furnace off yesterday because it was almost eighty some degrees outside. Wow. Is that why you're? Are, is that why you're? Uh, you're sitting there and you're snuggy. Is that what? <laughs> do you remember those things? You know, the full body fleece blanket. It's pretty close. It's the same <laughs> material, but it's a blanket. So yeah. Yeah, you haven't got a onesie and something else under there like long. It was as close as you could get to layers. one, I assure you. Yeah, it was. It was close. Yeah. All right, Ned, so, your day of the week. What do you got, buddy? You got all kinds of stuff. You you got your notebook. You've been scratching stuff yeah, down. I you've been have. researching. I you have. say I'm, that I'm, I'm, you said that even I caused you to go down a couple of roads this week, and you were bringing it up to well, me yeah, in prep, and I said you have to be more specific because I don't. I you don't even remember what I said most of the time. And I wanted to have a word about that. We're, we're doing so much prompt. around here that it's li it literally all runs together and it's really hard oh, to I keep mean, track. I mean, how, how sad was it that King Charles had to um, cancel his visit for us well, because of the unrest? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, the French could have done us a favor. You know, and ended the monarchy. Well, part of the, one one limb of the legacy uh, in the uh, the monarchy, but um, yeah, um, I right, got something got on the monarchy. I, I got something on the monarchy. No, don't go, go, don't go there, don't go there. All the best ones have gone now. Okay, well, I mean, it, it has to do with. Um, I mean, it has it's, to do with it's a sad thing to say, but we really have not all of them. There is one or two left, but there's a lot of dross there now. I'm afraid. And it fits into the modern scheme of things. I mean, whether it's Spotify or 
I should actually that they, they should actually call him Spotty, shouldn't they? Because he's they always should. on it with his other half. They should. Uh, this is. But- this is Prince William. He went to Poland yesterday. Uh, GB News reported that uh, Prince William's visit to Poland sends a powerful message to Putin that Russia's nightmare could get worse. Okay, I haven't. I haven't actually didn't realize that Putin was having nightmares. I I didn't either, but apparently he is because uh, Prince William is there, and he I guess he he went out to dinner that night. Oh yeah, I, I suppose there are several people I wouldn't want yeah. to be invited into my country. That would be a nightmare. Indeed, I, I bet he was. Um, bet he was shaking in his boots after seeing this. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you what, you just don't want to, you want to keep away from the Polish spirit as well. Indeed, God, indeed. There's some, uh, some mean stuff there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's some heavy, yeah. heavy duty stuff. Sticking with Europe, I've got to say, go for it, France. You've got to get that clown out. But because um, they're upset, aren't they? They're upset because he said. That he's put another two years on the pensionable age, isn't it? From sixty-two, he to he has. But well, let's not let's not forget the the pretext to, to piss off the French people to begin with. Let's go back to the COVID jabs when he said, "Look, I oh, really God. want to piss off the unvaccinated. I really want to piss them off. That's my goal is to piss them off." He actually said yeah, that. You're not a French citizen unless you <laughs> get vaccinated. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, That's you're, right. you're, you're a non-citizen. You're a non-citizen if you don't get vaccinated. <laughs> you get, you're not a citizen of France." And yeah, and yeah. If if you actually listen to some of the French people, they've realised that they've been their worst enemy because they went, why did you vote him in again? Well, we didn't want to get let the far right. We thought we'd have the better of two evils. Well, sorry, you um you've definitely got the git in because he invoked what is it forty nine point three was it part forty nine point three part of the article forty nine point three yes yeah now that funny enough that has been evoked. About a hundred times since the early sixties, believe it or not, by different governments in different for different yeah for different scenarios. Yeah, if you look into the history, see how when it's been it has quite a few times, but nothing when there's been an outcry like this. And there's a line actually in their constitution which says something like, um, "Oh God, what is it? If they cannot push that through, they could raise it, but the house." If it has a, a vote of, or oh, what they call it, vote of no um, confidence, a vote, yeah, non no confidence, yeah, then he yeah. wouldn't, then he wouldn't have been able to put it through. Correct. So French people, it's not just him; those clowns could have stopped him. Yes, those clowns could have did. stopped him with a vote. They nearly of, did with a vote of no confidence. They nearly did. They, yeah. It failed by nine votes. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of crap in your government, just like ours, just like about every Western government out there. But yeah, no, go for it. I mean, there's some lovely pictures of him out there looking like Louis the Fourteenth or whatever isn't there well he you know? well ned you saw the you saw the uh, the video we were reviewing in prep of him talking about pension reform on the tv uh debate where he <laughs> he clipped his twenty thousand euro watch on the table there so he had to take it off yeah he, re- he removed his little chime off his wrist yeah he's a, uh, I, I i don't know um there was um a couple of signs out there. i mean they're marching they're, they've got these wonderful signs of him. A lot, lot of it's in French, but um, the thing is, you're listening to him. And uh, one of, what did one of them say? They said we had our share of um, useless presidents, but at least in the past they knew when to listen and when to back down. And this git hasn't. And it's just like the Trudeau in Canada is him. They're puppets, but you do need to remove them. He needs to be ousted. And that is, yeah, the, the the French people are slightly upset. Just a little bit, they yeah. This, episode, if, yeah, if yeah, you're wondering, this happening in, yeah, yeah, if you're wondering city, what this is, no, no, this is the town hall in in Bordeaux. Yeah, man, oh man. And of course, what did he do? You see, what what did he do? He banned protests in Paris and Champs Elysees. I think he, I think he has managed to achieve one thing. He has managed to achieve every union to side against him, and that is quite strange for France. Every union is siding against him now. Even um, there's one called the Burger Union. Now, if you look back in 2014, I mean, they're France's largest, right? And basically they backed, in 2014, they backed the the reforms to do with the pensions then. Because basically what they did was it extended the years, but it didn't extend the end time, if you know what I mean. 
So it didn't push it past 62. And that was in 2014. And even they've gone against them now. And yeah, so there was already a reform in 2014. And now they're pushing it again. And it's just for the people to pay and pay and pay and more. It's like in this country, um, they're going, whereas they've already extended it by a few years, they are now extending the time when you can access your pension. Like it used to be 55. Now in 2028, I think it's going to be 57 or 58. So they're moving it that way as well. So when you can actually access So if you had a private pension or if you'd had a, a pension that had matured, you still you can't access that now for another couple of years or whatever. So they're moving both gate posts, you know what I mean? It, 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 they're doing it from both ends. And this is what I don't think people are understanding. They've already, if they've already moved it at one end, and if the UK is moving it at the other end, access to it, you can guarantee that's coming for everybody else as well. So that's what you've got to look out for. I've noticed it here, but then I'm an old git, so it doesn't really matter. So, um, but... You're young at heart. Yeah, look out for people. Don't don't huh? sell yourself. I said you're young at heart. Don't sell yourself. Oh short. me, yeah, I'm, I'm still climbing trees and cycling and having fun. Yeah. yeah, you're still doing the garden. Hell, you're building gardening back in your in in your back. Uh, well, we would call it a backyard in America, but uh, your back garden <laughs> is what you call it. But you're actually no, you you actually go out and and you dig and you build stuff. I mean that that takes a lot out of you. It really does. That's good stuff. That is, it is good stuff. Bit, yeah. of, bit, of, bit, of, bit of huffing and puffing don't matter. Do yeah, it? yeah. And you're about to probably get your uh, uh, your seedlings ready uh, to be uh, to be planted this year. Yeah, actually, get... I've got this. I've got to finish cutting up the uh, <laughs> the trees are chopped. I've got that still in one corner of the garden. Oh, I see. It's a bit of a mess. I've got. I've got to do that and have a bonfire. You know. I'm sorry. I'm not nice going to be able to make it. I'll have to. I need a couple of dry days. Yeah, sorry, I won't be able to uh, uh, to make it. I mean, I I guess I could jump in the car and hop through the tunnel. I guess I I can't get across France right now because they're out of petrol or something about uh, the country's on fire. <laughs> There's no or something. I can't get across. Yeah, I can't get across why. France. Uh, we've got it all in Molotov cocktails here. I'm afraid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There, there's plenty for Molotov cocktails and plenty for burning rubbish bins, but uh, not enough to put in your vehicles. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, something I found amusing, darkly amusing. I'm sorry. Israel, they always come up with something crap. Is this about yes. the uh, the the two uh, par- members of parliament that voted to, or well, introduced legislation to jail people for speaking about uh, Jesus? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not going down the religious path. Yeah, I okay. already heard that this week. Yeah. I'm not being, um, I'm not going down that. Right, uh, right. Israel agreed. Yeah, study. They had a study that it says, yeah, um, this this vaccine increases your death over time. But then the authors then went to say, well, really, we don't blame the vaccine because there's a thing called HVE. And it <laughs> it's something they've created and it's called healthy vaccine effect. So in Israel, they've got a healthy vaccine effect. So basically, the theorists suggest this. They say people who were about to die received the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And as a result, their health picked up. Four months later, fate caught up with them. And they died anyway. <laughs> so this is the new, this is the this is the new swing on things. It's called HVE. So they not blaming the vaccine. The vaccine actually kept you alive a bit longer, and then fate just caught up with you. Right, because that darn fate, he's going to come back around every single time, <laughs> isn't he? So it he can is. never be the vaccine. It's, so it's, it's called like HVE. It's Healthy like SADS. vaccine effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like SADS. You know, the sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> They're finding more college students. I was reading a story about a, uh, a college tennis player, 21 years old. They found him dead in his dorm room over the weekend. That's not, no, that's no, bad. it's that's not. That's but the not thing cool. is, it's piling up. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, all the countries, the mortality rates are going up. UK, we said it's going to happen. We know it's happening. We've put all the information out there. Um, I personally joined my own jigsaw together the other week, and people have got to listen. It's just a bad thing. You got who is Ralph this, Babette? Yes, this is Ralph. This is Senator Ralph Babbitt from the United Australia Party. He's Almost echoing what you're talking about. Would you like to hear him? Go for it. The Australian people were initially told that mRNA injections would stop them getting infected with COVID, would stop them spreading it, and most importantly, stop them dying from it. We were told that we were selfish if we were not willing to be vaccinated and that we could kill grandma or kill grandpa. 
Around 97.5% of Australians over 16 follow the government advice and have had at least one dose of mRNA injection, yet the only data that accurately identifies the vaccination status of those who got COVID, which was published in New South Wales for six months until December last year, showed quite clearly that the vaccinated are more likely to be infected, hospitalised and die of COVID. It is time for the government to be honest with the public. We need to see the vaccination status, age and their comorbidities of every person dying in Australia. More than 11 million cases of COVID-19 have been recorded in Australia and almost 20,000 deaths. It is clear, very clear, that the, that the mRNA injections do not adequately prevent infection, transmission or death. Yeah, well, go for it, mate. I hope you get some support because, yeah. It's not a case of told you so. We knew this was going to come out in dribs and drabs, but it had to come out. People had to die first. The sad thing is people had to die first. There is um, a positive side to something in Europe. The Netherlands, the farmers. Oh, yes, yes. I heard about that, yeah. They had a vote, didn't they? They did. They did and the uh, the Farmers People's Party, I could be misconstruing that. I'm, I'm sorry, Boa but... Burger. Boa Burger, where... The Wigan so, or something BBB far, party. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Dutch, but Bauerberg. Okay, so that that would be um, it, German and, and Dutch are pretty close, and then there's some English stuff kind of mixed in there. It's, it's, so it's really weird. So, as in B -O -E so yeah, so Burger. farmer, farmer, Wigan, farmer citizen, uh, something like that. I, I don't know what the. It's the farmer citizen movement. Yeah, I there do you go. believe it translates into. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You're pretty, pretty on, pretty on the mark then. So the Dutch people voted. Apparently, there's over a sixty percent turnout, which is the highest for thirty years. They're not all happy, obviously, with um, what's his name, Mark Root? Is it Root? Ruta. Rutter? Yeah, Mark, Mark Ruta. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. he's a nasty piece of work. He's well. a he's a disciple of Klaus Schwab and company. So basically, they across the board, near enough. They took a hell of a lot of the Dutch Senate seats, quite a lot. But the thing is, at present, um, they'll be the biggest party in the Senate, and the government support is obviously down. But we got to wait and see, because you know what it's like. They'll have so many seats in each constituent, and we'll see whether they um, manage to swing things. But they have, if, if people want to go and have a look, there is quite a lot. But even though they're the biggest party and they've got the most seats, if you get something like a coalition from the other side, then that might unbalance it again. But they have got the most seats in the Senate, I think, at the moment. And to me, that's a positive move in the right direction. What comes out of it? We've got to wait and see, haven't we? Yet again, people are moving, but who's suffered to get them there in the first place? And that really, really upsets me because the Netherlands... That had to get hit by whoever's behind all this crap because they produced a hell of a lot of food for the world. Second they largest exporter in the world, yeah. Massive amount of food for the world. And so, you know, people understand this, you know. Forget Ukraine and all the rest of the rubbish because that was all third world grain, which we know has disappeared, a lot of it. And we know <laughs> quite a bit of that went into Europe somewhere and fed a lot uh, not, of Not only that, um, I, I did hear that uh, another sizable amount of that went to Cuba. Well, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? It went everywhere but where the people were needed, like um, yeah. feed the starving world, the UN says, but the UN know exactly where it went or where it didn't go. They want to keep Africa starving. The UN's criminal. The WHO is criminal. you got to get rid of a lot of them. I got something on the WHO, actually. Um, this is because we just played a Yeah, we just played a clip of um, uh, Senator uh, Ralph Babbitt from uh, Australia. Australia. And this, yeah, and this is Senator Malcolm Roberts speaking on the WHO. Last year, the Albanese government continued the Morrison government's campaign to sign away Australian sovereignty to the United Nations World Health Organization, the WHO. Despite the attempt failing, WHO's power grab is ongoing. WHO is not independent. Their owners are corporate donors who contribute most of the WHO budget. WHO's current sugar daddy is Bill Gates, who has made billions out of his investment in the same vaccines that WHO promotes. Gates bought the WHO and they now recommend his products. 
It is that simple. The head of the WHO is Tedros Ghebreyesus, previously health minister of a terrorist organization called the Tigray People's Liberation Front, <laughs> where he used international aid to buy power and punish his enemies. The regions of Ethiopia that Tedros starved for medical supplies suffered disastrous cholera epidemics in, 20, in 2006, 2009, 2011. Independent investigators found Tedros was, quote, fully complicit in the terrible suffering and dying that spread in East Africa. He's a killer. WHO is rotting from the head. Last week, Associated Press reported on the WHO sex crime scandal, where WHO staffers sexually exploited girls and women during the Congo's recent Ebola outbreak. Inhuman. At, at least 83 WHO staff engaged in abuse, including rape and forced abortions, with victims as young as 13. WHO refused to fire the perpetrators, using the absurd argument their, their actions didn't violate WHO's sexual exploitation practice policies because the victims were not receiving WHO aid. The raping part is okay with Tedros. This is the person who heads an organisation that many in government and academia want to elevate above the Australian Parliament. One Nation rejects the UN WHO power grab and will defend Australian sovereignty. So should you all. Thank you, Senator Robert. But it's for your health. Well said. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. Well, get up there. It's for your health. But I really hate the way they say, well, thank you very much. That's yeah, it's like yeah. she's just checking off her forms up there. You see her? She's just sitting uh, the speaker. She's just sitting up there. It's okay. Thank you, Senator. We appreciate it. Move on. You see, the thing is, it's it's like you got to keep standing up and you got to keep shouting. There's got to be someone in each country because there's so much. It's they get they they've pushed the COVID and they're hoping people are going to get blase against it and so they can continually push it. Yeah, because the hard point is, and the proof is, I'm afraid, in one of the places in your country, which I actually accidentally stumbled upon the other day, a place called UCSF, which is the University of California, San Francisco. Now, that place is a leading university, yeah, exclusively focused on health. It's got a massive school of medicine. I mean, they actually say our ethos is basically advancing human health, through a fourfold mission of education, research, patient care, and public service. Now, there's several people that I try to pay attention to and what they're doing. And I've mentioned him before, and there's a chap called Steve Kirsch. Now, he wrote a letter to these because you could say an associate of his got the COVID jab and had a heart attack within minutes of having it. Yes, he took got the vaccine and he had... And the thing was, he went to get sorted out you because he was there and he was in pain he was in he was having some real pains although he'd had a heart attack or a stroke i think it was just a, it was a heart attack and that basically they said they could give him nerve blockers for the pain and he said he reckons it is big it happened straight after the vaccine but guess what they told him they told him you're gonna have to take the vaccine first and he went well can't i be exempt from it there's no exemptions here for not having the vaccine. So he took it and ended up in more pain. So it sort of amplified it, yeah? Now, the thing is, he is a friend of a person that is classified as maybe anti-vax, but does a lot of medical care. He's, he's got his own platform. He's got his own money. He's an entrepreneur. And he always looks into this. And like us, he has a podcast and stuff, and it goes out there. And it's nice to cross-reference it. But the thing is, this became personal. So he actually just opened up. He, he penned a letter. He penned a letter to him because he started to look into it and ask what was going on. Now, the the chap's name was, I think it was Tom Dan Danroth, yeah? that suffered a coronary arrest. That was two minutes after the COVID shot. And then they did this to him. Okay, so basically, if you want medical care from a place like this, you've got to take the vaccine. So he penned a letter and he's been getting no replies back at all. No replies whatsoever. And then he found out, hang on, they're not writing VAERS reports. Now, isn't that against your federal law? Yeah, you're you're required to fill those out. And if you fill it out improperly, you're also in violation. So, yeah. So if you go and look at this place, there's been no VAERS reports coming out there. So then the idea is to look for people who have actually been harmed. So you raise the question, um, have any of your staff been harmed since you're all vaccinated? Have any reports come from them? And then, you, then basically there was um, two people there, Jan Maisel, which um, was 
uh, chief medical officer previously and is an associate clinical professor of pediatrics out there. And yet they didn't write a report about that person being harmed after a vaccine or one of the most senior nurses there. None of it's come out from this. So they're actually openly breaking federal law. So how many people have died? Then you look into their association with, hang on, how can you find things out? Well, just go talk to the departments and you get fee- you get feedback, but no one's willing to write anything. They'll verbally talk about it, but nobody will write any- anything. I mean, it's like they're finding the, the ultrasound people are finding lots of menstrual problems. And one of the nastiest things is there's um, one of the uh, local funeral homes, which they are associated with because they're a hospital and they have to, their divers go there and stuff like that. The, um, what did they, it was called perinatal deaths were up by 20 times a factor that big now i used to think because i was having a discussion i was thinking i used to think that um like other people that perinatal deaths are like during pregnancy but it's not because if you go down that wonderful um organization called the who they classify it as from 22 weeks to seven days after birth but I couldn't find any numbers except that the funeral home was saying, well, we've had lots of these, we've had lots of these, yeah, and we are associated with that place, and that's all we're saying. So there's a lot of stuff coming out, but no, the, the fear is still there. The, the, the fear is just already out there, but there's no VAERS report, so why aren't they being taken to task? How many other, how many other institutions aren't writing VAERS reports? One of the questions that was asked them, why are... The doctor's been told by their chief medical officer, or is it true, that they've been told not to associate any harm with the vaccine? And then, so, you, what do you do? You go and have a look and see who their medical chief medical officer is. And it's somebody called Adrian Green, yeah? Now, you look into her resume and you think, all right, interesting. 1987, she, um, she was into molecular biology and biochemistry. Okay. And then there's a massive gap. And then in... 2005 she got the ex- an exceptional physician award from funny enough the ucsf where she's she is now and then she got an award for clinical excellence from the society of hospital medicine in 2007 but her latest one you would never well it just fits the personality and it fits in with the idiosyncrasies today the latest one from the uc uh, ucsf is diversity equity and inclusion uh, champion. inclusive champion training. Hey, what is that? She's a medical person telling every and and yet they're school of medicine and they're supposed to be patient care, public service, and they're doing all this. It's a closed shop. It's disgusting. It's criminal. So if this one is, place is doing it, this is happening everywhere. Though you you look at all the universities and everything, they have the the diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff, um, and and the hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DEI. The stuff you're talking about, the uh, the vaccines and hiding the VAERS report data and all of that. Yeah, the, the, this is Democrats on uh, the, the extreme Democrats on the left. Uh, I shouldn't just say Democrats, but unfortunately, it's it's leaning towards them. They admitted they would hide the fact that they had the vaccine and had uh, an adverse effect because they want other people to have it and they don't want a negative image to be shown about vaccines. So they will hide the fact that they're being injured uh, for the greater good, as they think. The greater good. Harm is not the greater good. It doesn't start with the greater good. Harm is harm, no matter what. How you disassociate yourself from it, you are associated with it. As soon as you either deny it or just turn a blind eye to what somebody else is doing to someone else. You, you, you know, it's just you become associated with it. It's part of life. Harm is not a good thing. Harm does lead down a bad karma corridor. And I, I would like to just, sorry. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interject, but this is breaking. I thought I'd need to make a correction. Uh, we said earlier that Macron smacked his 20,000 euro watch on the table. And so he he took it off and he, he made it disappear during the TV interview. I was incorrect. Uh, they've just released. It's a 90,000 euro watch. Excuse me. I just needed to make that correction. Okay. I like to know what makes it worth 90,000. Actually, with him wearing it, it must have devalued by God knows how much by now. You would think so. Yeah. 90,000. Mm-hmm. 
90,000. It's a zero. Yeah. It's a zero like Macron. 90,000 euro watch. <laughs> 90,000. Really? I didn't even know they make watches worth that much. Actually, I've got a funny feeling. It'd be interesting to see where that came from or whether it's a gift from somebody. You know what I mean? It was probably for him becoming be a young global what leader. Personage <laughs> might have uh, gifted him it. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, some But he understands the working class. He understands he understands the uh, the working class person, yes. Yeah, no, there's uh, yeah, okay. Um have you had any more disasters in your place in the US? Oh, we've had a few train derailments. Um there's been some nuclear material that's come up missing. I don't know, some uranium or something. I don't know. You don't need to worry about that. A couple of tons of that disappeared <laughs> somewhere. Hang on. Has the uranium come up? missing or what <laughs> well well you see they found some that was miss well no, i'm sorry they, they they found that some was missing in mexico uh -huh. so it's not the u.s per se but it was it was it, it was um, near the a border nice little market for yeah that. yeah yeah well it was it was near the well, yeah and they also found that uh, well they didn't find yeah i need to use my words more wisely they also discovered that they lost 200 or excuse me two tons of uranium from libya a couple of weeks ago too i did read that Ooh. so they it's lost some man. there and they lost some. Some was stolen from Mexico just a few days ago. So there's Do you that. see uh, we have Chinese nationals coming across the border as well, too? I'm I sure it's unrelated. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Well, Bruce, they're there for yeah, they the, don't have to they're yearning for, for American. Well, no. Fact, uh, COVID, didn't they, anymore? Yeah, Bruce, they're, they're yearning for American freedom. Well, yeah. Yeah. Last I checked, though, it's a little difficult to walk from China to the southern border of the US. Uh, it's a little difficult. Yeah, well, it's that that's if you leave your personal jet somewhere or... Oh, hang on. What's that? You, I thought you said that they um, bought one of those docks out or something in Mexico. Tijuana. Yeah, they, they bought Tijuana. the port of Tijuana a few years ago, and they, oh. they built the... They actually use Mexican contractors. They built the, uh, the superhighway from that port of Tijuana to the US-Mexico border. And it's funny, they... Um, they actually told, uh, no word of a lie, they actually told the Mexican contractors that they hired to build the thing. They said, what are you going to do with these 10-lane superhighways that you're having us build? I said, oh, we're going to invade the U.S. with it. <laughs> That's like, excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what, what, what do you say to that? Somebody just, somebody just opened, opened the door. Yeah, Mexico, just the, the contractor just said, okay. Yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll build it for you. you yeah, sure. Much. We'll build it for you on the cheap. Uh, this is a report from News Nation on the Chinese nationals coming across the U.S. border. Again, Bruce, they're yearning for American freedom. Behind the wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Are they uh, hugging the, the ditch area? Is the Texas Department of Public Safety. They're walking towards the shed. Working in partnership with the Border Patrol to stem the flow of illegal migrants crossing into the U.S. We spend time with the Texas DPS brush teams to get a first-hand account of the issues they face every day. They're dealing with the uptick in Chinese nationals, especially in the Rio Grande Valley sector, which it's unusual. Before, we would never see this many Chinese nationals coming across this area here. The numbers back up Lieutenant Oliveras. In the first five months of the 2023 fiscal year, there have been 4,366 encounters with Chinese nationals at the southwest border, with 1,368 in the month of February alone. It's a very lucrative uh, business for the smuggling organizations, especially dealing with Chinese nationals, where they're having to pay anywhere from $35,000 and up. We saw the firsthand number of Chinese migrants making the journey. Did you just arrive here in the United States? Communicating through a translator app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today. Zane Caillou is one of those individuals. He fled China because of the strict COVID-19 policies, sharing the video of what he had experienced before fleeing the country. His journey to the United States began in Ecuador. Ecuador, Panama. From there, Zhang made his way to Neocoli, Colombia, where smugglers coordinated his travel on the boats to Panama and passed through the Darien Gap. Zhang was issued a temporary visa in Mexico before finishing his journey over the wall and into the U.S. Why did you decide to come to America? Yearning for American freedom. So you see, Bruce, they're yearning for American freedom. Now, there's no way possible that any of these Chinese nationals, there's no way possible that any of them could be, uh, I, I don't know, uh, communist subverters. 
or infiltrators of any kind. There's no way that that could happen, right? No, of course not. No, you, you just heard that, that, that's it. That's just sheer fiction. It's yearning for American yeah. freedom. Yeah, you heard it. Hmm. Where is that anyway? That went out the left ear with common sense, didn't it? Yeah. All yeah, American freedom. Yeah. With went the Biden out the... mafia. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, there was something. XL Energy. Since November, they've been doing a cleanup job, I heard, at um, one of their reactor sites near Minneapolis. Oh, yes, I heard about that. Something about 400,000 gallons of radioactive water leaked into the yeah. ground. But they say there's no risk of contamination. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's just settled on their site. And funny enough, from November till today, they've only managed to get 25% of the tritium, right? Now, tritium cannot be taken out of the water. Did you know that? It's one of those things that I did not. cannot be cleaned out of the water. Because if you look into other, um, because one one of the best places to go and have a look was um, what happened twelve years ago, Fukushima, Fukushima, because you yeah, know Fukushima. one thing leads to another. But any, yep. any, anyway, so this is so basically your um, is it Monticello, Monticello reactor? Is it um, near Minneapolis? They're upstream from Minneapolis as well, aren't they? Because that's the Mississippi River? Mississippi River, yes. Yep. Yeah. So basically, and to quote them, they'll have a permanent fix by this spring. I mean, this has been going on from November. And yeah, you're right. It was 400,000 gallons of this damn stuff. Right. So if if you want to look at a cleanup process, and this is one of the the next daft things I've found, one simple thing like that, and you go, well, tritium can't be cleaned out of water, right? So I thought, okay, go look at how Fukushima's coming on. Now, that was 12 years, isn't it? Now, they were accumulating something like 137 tons of contaminated water a day, yeah? So if you looked at that site now, there's something like 1,000 tanks where it all used to be like in a still sort of contaminated area, yeah? And these tanks are getting close to being full. I mean, by August this year... They are going to be full. So what do you think the um, government and the industry have decided to do? Uh, build more tanks? No. Well, I was oh, going to no, guess, no. because tritium te technically is not flammable because it's in water. So I was going to say was gonna, they were going to burn it off, but it's water, so they, they can't burn that off. My next guess right. would be they're going to do a, a controlled release into the uh, water you're supply. Pretty close, you're pretty, okay. pretty close, pretty close, Johnny. The trouble is 70% of this water is still contaminated with things like cesium or other radionuclides, right? Which are basically chemicals the way, that give off radiation. Yeah, I've got something on that that we can discuss. We, we can't get into it right now because we need to do more research on it, but I've got something on that that we can talk about uh, offline and we can discuss it next week. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, right, okay. So basically, the problem is where those thousand tanks are, they now want to use that space, so they have to get rid of the water. But they're going to, the, the government and industry, went, um, they want to release the water in a controlled and treated way. So this is their idea, right? They're going to pipe to a coastal pool to be diluted by seawater and then released through an undersea tunnel one kilometre offshore. That's their answer. Yeah. <laughs> that is, Ali, you're giving it, whoa, you know, you're giving it, this is a bit much. And hang on, why haven't we heard from the eco people? Who's that? Uh, that that German doctor, what her name is, you know, uh, oh, Gitfaceberg or whatever her name oh, is. Oh no, What's no, she's she's uh, she's Swedish. Uh, doctor oh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, Doctor Greta Thunberg. I'm sorry, she's something. She's a Swedish something. She's something. But she's a Swedish what, pancake. Why isn't she, is. she over? Why isn't she over at Fukushima checking this out? I don't know. Why wasn't she in uh, my home state of Ohio when that train derailed and they did a controlled venting? Of those toxic chemicals. Yeah, why isn't she venting out there? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she should be doing. They never show up at but, real environmental disasters. So, yeah, so basically, here's something for everybody to know. Tritium cannot be removed from water, but it is classified as unharmful in small doses, apparently, and is routinely released by any nuclear plant. It's a you know, beta emitter. Yeah, it's a beta. You know, yeah, it's beta. It's beta radiation. You, you know, the American Environmental Protection Agency, which is one of Bruce's favorite alphabet agencies, I might add. Uh, this particular organization, whenever something is found to be toxic 
in any level whatsoever. They simply step in and say, we're just going to raise the level of what we say is safe. And that's how you know it's safe. Well, if if you think about it, if you look at the food agency and what happened with all those baby foods and stuff like that, Uh they just ramped up the allowance, didn't they? Yep. That's and all they, they did. The, the, and they were just poison, poisoning people, poisoning kids, poisoning babies, causing well, problems. And yeah. to the to the Fukushima disaster, we saw that radiation levels were rising on the west coast of the United States. And case in point, the EPA said, well, we're just going to raise the level of what we say is safe. So everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Well, I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, I mean, radionuclides, right, there are natural ones in the world, in nature. I mean, Christ, we got granite in Britain, and that has a nice little background to it, background radiation to it. Lovely stuff. But great um, countertops those things make, I might add. They do. They do. They do. Better than marble. Yep. But oh no, definitely. Another question I want to ask you about the United States, because I found it quite a fascinating little box this week. Oregon. What's happening in Oregon? Uh, is this the secession movement that half the state actually wants to leave and join Idaho? <laughs> yeah, Idaho, yeah, excellent. But I mean, you've got to get them both to agree to legislation, and then you've got to get it ratified in your house, haven't you, in Congress? Yeah, I think and then this, they can. Yeah, then yeah. they then they can just go. I mean, I think it was eleven counties, and there's another four that were thinking of shifting. All the Portland. east side, yeah, Portland east side is want to go that way. Portland's <laughs> turned into a a, a, a communist hellhole because it's <laughs> it's literally just it's like I was reading something the other day that uh, Antifa anarcho communists have set up homeless camps next to businesses and private residences, and they're using people's front lawns as like the the re- the public restroom or something. And apparently, yeah. this is freedom. Or whatever. <laughs> My sort of freedom. I do Walmart's want pulling out of Yes, uh, Walmart. Portland, yeah. By the way. Like they're not it's they're not again. Walmart well, is leaving yeah. the city of Portland, as in they're shutting everything down. They're not gonna close temporarily or reevaluate they're just, their they're just up in tools their overhead. Going. Oh yeah. They just said oh, wow. we're tired because their their profit to loss ratio is so high <laughs> that they can't keep the places open because there's so much theft and there's no prosecution. Oh good. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Now, if Walmart's Let's leaving, go. then that means, just using the process of deductive reasoning, that means it's going to push all of that loss and profit ratio to other businesses that are left. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to leave. Yep. And then Kmart, a bit of luck, Target, whoever's left yeah. will eat each other. Kmart. Did you just say Kmart? Is there any? Are there any Kmarts left I, in America? I'm pretty sure there's Kmarts left, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So? Your okay. choices will become less yes. and more expensive. Well, yes, and because it's well, Ned, those are essential. <laughs> those are essential choices. It's, yeah, I, I, I've got, I've got to keep an eye on that because that really is an interesting melting pot. I would really like to see what happens there, if anything. I don't because blame the people of Oregon. And ratification. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't blame the people of Oregon for saying, "Look, we just want to secede because what they're paying ta- they're paying state tax for what for what exactly all of it's going in and being funneled into um, uh, into places like Portland into the cities and uh, what was the other city out there Salem and they're just they're being run into the ground by those those right. nonsensical policies in the state governor. So why would you pay tax? Don't yeah, don't. That's the answer. Don't exactly talking to money. You guys have been stirring my brain up this week because it's really annoying. And well, sorry for annoying. China. <laughs> That's fine. It makes me think. Uh, China. I found out one of the institutions that people have been talking about that causes a lot of money to go to China from the US. Go on. Which one? Uh, the thrift fund. Your military thrift fund. It's one of okay. the biggest. Are they called four one k plans? 401k. It's a retirement plan. 401k. 401k is just about the biggest savings pension plan in your country for the military, right? And there's a loophole because your country says there's so many blacklisted Chinese companies that they're not allowed to put money into whoever, but it is allowed to invest in emerging markets. And guess what China they see China as? An emerging emerging market. So shitloads of your 401k military savings funds and pensions are going in there. That is disgusting. I mean, what can you say other than... What can you say? (laughs) Like, what what do you want me to say to that? Um, I told you so. Sorry, but that is just mad. That is the pensions of how many people in your country? Yeah. 
like the, and the pension some, system. And something goes, and somebody switches off something over there. What's going to collapse over here? And how many people are going to be on their ass? This has been my argument from day one when COVID started. I said, if you're keeping your, if you're in the the apparatus, if you're in the military and law enforcement or government or whatever, and you're keeping your mouth shut because you have a pension, I got news for you. You're not yeah. going to have a pension. So you better start talking and you better start talking now. You better start denouncing and disregarding these illegal orders now because you're not going to have a pension and it's going to be that simple. And people gawk at that. They they mock me for that. They they think that's well, crazy. You, you're right, Johnny, because you guys speak about things during the week and every now and then I'll give it, there's something in that. And then I'll just go off yeah. and have a look around. And I went, that's not good. That is seriously not and, good. And people don't know. Uh, they not, don't know. No, they don't know. And that is a massive thing. It's just about the biggest plan in your country. It, it's huge. And it's indirectly funding that, the gits over there. Yeah. There's some senators trying to change that, though, uh, and Congress people that are trying to change that. Uh, but they're meeting a lot of um, resistance, especially from the White House. I wonder why. Yeah. No, that, um, um, that Biden mafia needs removing yeah and well and 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 that sorry powder monkey harris needs shifting out of there as well yeah the whole because that's all she is she's just a runner thing. yeah she's just the runner monkey not because of her color monkey because of her stupidity and it, it's just she is just i don't know it's a, it's a comedy every time she opens her mouth it's disrespectful it's disrespectful that they can have people speaking for a country like that i mean we've all got them I mean, you were talking about Rancid Sunak and his swimming pool the other day. I mean, yeah, they actually yeah. had to update the entire power grid for that just to be able to service his his heated swimming pool at his private residence. It's just that. Um, oh, it's just it's it's laughable. I'm sorry. You can't do anything other than saying, "What are we doing with this, people? It's your money. Every country's taxpayers' money. You're funding these gits." We all are, and we've got to change that somehow. And if it means your vote, and if you vote, and then you find out, follow the vote. If you vote, follow it. Find the numbers of people who actually vote. And if the numbers are of such a magnitude, and they still do something, they are actually, in some respect, breaking the law. Even though they create the laws, they can only push it so far. Macron's pushing their stupidity in France. Every country did Trudeau in Canada. The French need to stand up and the people in the UK need to get off their ass again because I am getting bored with the people here. I am seriously getting bored with the people here. They're made of stronger stuff than that. The Welsh are quiet. You. I hear you. The Scottish are quiet. It's just bad news. Well, they're not being inconvenienced at the moment. See, everything's kind of uh, everything's kind of still moving. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I, I understand. But you and I are seeing things differently. People think that since COVID kind of took a, a reprieve, that everything's kind of halfway back to normal, and they'll be happy with it. So they'll just go along. They don't care. Um, they don't care if something costs a few extra pounds or, or whatever, a few extra dollars or euros. <laughs> A few I, extra pounds. I, I'm serious, that, that, but that's how people are looking at it. You know, I, I'm, oh, I'm fighting. Uh, it's, 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 it's so amusing. My, I mean, my daughter hasn't finished her high school as whatever you call it yet, but she's getting close to it. And at, at, the, at the opening doors of this, when they, when they, especially in this country where they, everybody came out 8 o'clock at night and clapped the NHS and whatever, uh, you're still going to clap them for the harm that's happened? And the other thing is, I was I was asked, Daddy, isn't it a nice thing that the NHS get twenty five percent off? I said, Yes, it is, but that will give every food outlet, every business that has taken that on board, an excuse. You do not get a free lunch. There is no such thing as business as a free lunch. So if they're giving twenty five percent to the NHS, which is the minority of the people that come through their doors. It's going to go up by at least 30% to everybody else. So they will be making a packet and it just skyrocketed. And that is where the meanness is. And it is an excuse. It's a business plan. It's a way of taking it out of your pocket. So every time you clapped the NHS, you actually punched yourself in the face because basically they used the NHS to make money. And the NHS used you 
as a pincushion for a vaccine. So was it a win-win or a lose-lose? Which way do you want to look at it, people? Because the fallout's happening now, and I am seriously getting slightly bored with not enough people picking up, you know? People were shouting. People were ready to shout, and it's all gone quiet again. And it's really... I'd like to remind some of you. I mean, okay, this was an American man, yeah? This was an American man who got the Nobel Prize. And you know who I'm going to speak about, don't you? A man who got the Nobel Prize for nothing. For doing By all means. Nothing. By all means. Go ahead. Right? Everybody thought, yeah, the first black president of the United States. Wow. Now, this man, you can go and find this open talk of him saying these words, yeah? And the people were clapping him and whatever with his the ideology that he came out with. And he literally said, raw sewage, raise enough questions, go out there, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, the mainstream media and political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game is won. And that is a quote from that man. And he got a Nobel Prize for peace. He's a piece of shit. Do do you want to know what that is that he just described in that statement, what he was saying at the time? Yeah, something he solidly believed in. But it'd be probably close to some Marxist remark. That's exactly what it is. It's it's Marxist revolutionary talk is exactly what that is. It's cultural Marxism. Yeah. But the thing is, that man got the Nobel Prize. That is not the readings of somebody I expect a Nobel Prize for peace. If you recall... Yeah, if pure you recall. activism, pure oh, yeah. uncaringism. Yeah, yeah. That's if an you recall, that's an Americanism. Uncaringism. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing American about that, my friend. I assure you. <laughs> um, this was Michelle on the campaign trail of his first election. Okay, now after she said this, they immediately removed her from the campaign trail, and she was no longer allowed to speak. This was very early on. Listen to this. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Uh, And he is the man to do it. He is the man to do it. We have to change our history. We have to change our traditions. We have to change our conversations. All of it. Yeah, rewrite everything. Do as you're told. Re-educate, re-educate, re-educate. Another word for brainwash, brainwash. Who am I? Have I got an identity? Yeah, I have. I can change it every day. No. And I think the word the word of the day is offense archaeology. Yeah? Finding something embarrassing and some shit to dig up about someone's past. Offense archaeology. And that is all they're doing. If they can't think of something now, they just keep going backwards. They've probably got an office full of people going, you said this 10 years ago. Yeah, that's what they do. 15 years ago. That's what they do. But why do people care what they said 10 or 15 years ago? Well, they push it to the forefront. They make people care. You know, pop culture and mainstream has has been about, if, if you notice, this is everything leading us to social credit. Uh, if you look at the, the introduction of social media, everything has slowly been about your status. What are you doing? Who are you associated with? What kind of, uh, what kind of uh, relationship do you have with all of these people on your profile? How many followers do you have? People listen to what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. But those of us that have seen it from the start have always been, why does any of this stuff matter? Why is that anybody else's business? Are you interested to me or not? And for what reason? Yeah. I would like to know everything about you. Well, buy me a beer and I'll tell you some lies. Well, I don't (laughs) drink and I don't want to talk to you, so get lost. (laughs) Okay. Buy buy me a coffee and I'll tell you two lies. (laughs) Yeah, sure. But no, that, that's what it's been. It's, it's, you say, why do people care? Well, people have been made to care through, um, I, I don't, for, for lack of a better uh, term that, that eludes me at the moment, um, I, I guess a reshaping of the culture and, and twisting of people's perspectives on well, things. But, yeah, the trouble is, because of the way they've made people feel bad about themselves, they, they will grasp at anything. Yeah, it goes they along with, grasp, with they, the campaigns of demoralization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will grasp at anything, and that is a sad thing about it. And everything they still think that money will be there for them. 
It ain't gonna be, man. It's not. They. It, the, th the thing is, if somebody comes up to you and gives you a suitcase of money and you do anything for it, you've lost. You know, I was actually you've just lost. telling somebody. I, I was just telling somebody. Uh, it was yesterday. I said, you know what? If somebody came up to me and offered me season tickets behind home plate at Yankee Stadium with free parking and free food, you know what I would say? Keep it. Not interested. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 ridiculous because you've got to somewhere you've got to find a standing, a moral standing, and an ethical standing. Because if you can't find that, you're lost, man. Totally lost. And it's a sad thing. I mean, I must admit. My dark humor, there's probably a lot of people think, well, there's not much moral and moral standing in that. No, I will laugh at things, but believe it or not, I will. I was taught in the services that something the majority of civilian life don't do. If you're on a ship, irrespective of whether you like somebody on board, because you're not going to like everybody and you're not going to get on with everybody. But if you went ashore and that bugger was in the gutter, drunk or whatever, you'd pick him up and you would drag him back. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. One thing in Civvy Street is that you'd get kicked, you'd get robbed, you'd get everything else. Look upon yourself and think, what would you do? If you think it's being opportunistic by hurting somebody, you failed, man. There is no need for that. And that is where your humanity just fades away. I was uh, I was at the gym one day, and this, this there's this older fellow that that goes there and he works out, and he's he's got to be in his in his seventies, eighties, somewhere along in there. He's he's a really old fella, and this old guy he tripped one day and he fell in the middle of this thing. This this gym's full of people. I was the only person that ran over there to help that poor man up. I was the only one. Mm -hmm. Not surprising. I mean, he was fine and everything, and but he he was grateful and he thanked me and. Ever since then, that man always asks me how I'm doing, tells me hello, tells me to have a good evening. But out of, I, I don't know, maybe a hundred people, I was the only one that went over to yeah. pick that that guy it's, up to help him not, up. It's not surprising That's because terrible. a lot of them would have said, a lot of them would have probably gone, oh, what's that silly old bugger doing here? Who does he think he is? Uh, whatever. Uh, he couldn't even do so many reps or whatever. They'd be lost in their own little world. And when That's he terrible. fell over, they went, uh -huh, uh -huh. And that is bad because if you're thinking along those lines, that, that that where do we lose that point of? I mean, we've all had parents. We don't just discard them. We just do not discard them, irrespective, because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the previous generations before us. That is something you should never forget. It's a shame that someone that that doddering git called Biden, right? That is where he is and he shouldn't be. But that throughout history has happened. But generally, people have been seen to be good people and have responded at times of crisis. This is the only crisis where I've actually noticed, and I've seen a hell of a lot of the world, where people just duck like they're on a train and someone's getting a beating down the end and they just don't want to. They want to ignore it and not be part of it. And if they don't look... It'll avoid them, but it's not. It's not going to people. It's going to catch up to everybody if you don't stand up and care for those people. Not just because you're all blood related one way or another. If you went far enough back, it doesn't matter whether you're really whether you're Chinese, whether 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 you're white, whether you're black, whether whatever color you are, Indian, whatever. Somewhere along the line, we're all related. End of dick. So what you do to others, you do to yourself indirectly. And that's simple as that. I'm going to shut up now. Well, it's been a fascinating conversation. We're at time. <laughs> I have to laugh at that one. Nicely put. <laughs> no, you hit it right on the mark. You hit, you hit it. No, I'm I'm dead serious. You hit it right on the mark. Uh, we're going to have to end. So it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. But uh, we'll have you back next week. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm always about back, Penny. It's good. Fantastic. And I hope that you have some luck tomorrow when you go to the uh, the bookshops <laughs> and see if you. Oh can yeah, find I it. mean, I, it's it's I just fascinating that. It's my daughter. I don't know whether I told you she decided that she wanted to put herself out there, although she's only 15, to um, help others. So she does, she started um, tutoring. She offered her uh, skills just as an ordinary person, and she's tutoring a very young girl at Mass, which is in the junior school because some parents needed it, and it's for next to nothing. But now, apparently, somebody else has gone, Well, can you tutor mine as well? And she's only 15. I'm giving it, wow, you're putting yourself out there, which is really cool. And then she went, 
I've got to get back for shooting, but we've got to go to a bookshop first because I want to go to a bookshop. I'm like, why? And then you mentioned that, and I went, well, one fits with the other. You never know. You never know. But so, I, I doubt you're very seriously going to find it. But if you yeah, do, there's, then there's a, there's I'll love a you. There's a 0.0001% chance, yeah. but hey, man. You know, but yeah. there, is another, there is another library over there that I'm sure probably has a copy of it. But that's not a, a copy that I can own, so there is that. But it, it, I mean, if you can actually... Uh, you know, like I mentioned, um, Cambridge University. Yeah. You can actually get a link to them. You might be able to look at it if electronically. I, yeah, if I can get it electronically, I'd be happy with that. So we'll, we'll see. So. But have a, you know, ask the question. You yeah, yeah, of course. Know. Of course. So either way. All right. Have a, uh, have a great rest of the weekend, Ned, and we will see you next week. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. I'd like to thank you both for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening. Good night.